is this behavior? Do you want it? You're dying for it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Sorry, welcome back to another episode of What Is This Behavior? You probably know this is Ruben as opposed to Aaron by now. Um, what Is This Behavior is a show where three South Asians speak to other South Asians that are going against the grain. If you didn't know, you now know. Now, this episode is one of my favorite episodes. It's entitled Interracial Dating, and we all talk about our experiences dating outside of the South Asian culture. We cover things from colorism to potential self-hate we talk about forbidden love places forbidden love places all right are places where people go to carry out forbidden love acts <laughs> also look out for for the following stories bush auntie and egg and chips and if you stay to the end and listen to my outro i've got a gift for you all and one more thing almas is mic on this one is a little bit off so please forgive us but we do hope you enjoy it let's run it what is this behavior? Uh, mate, so today's topic is interracial dating. Aaron's got the sign off from Amman, so we can talk Aaron's, the king. The fact that we even have to say Aaron's got the sign off from Amman begs a whole discussion in itself, Listen. doesn't it? <laughs> Listen, do you know what it is? This is grown person things me and you have no business about that room and we're not married <laughs> we don't know that's what, it what we're married to the streets <laughs> yeah, well. i'm actually a bit nervous the streets all right because i'm so oh, private so... with this type of stuff and i just always yeah. think every not everyone's listening in like that even though no one's probably listening but um yeah no aaron man you you have to be scared man because this is getting imprinted into history <laughs> And once it goes out in cyberspace, it never comes back. It's like when someone says, just don't send anyone a nude with your face on it, even if it's private, because once it's out there, it's out there. You may make, you should make peace with this going fully viral in public. Right. If All not, right, don't send peace. it. Let's do it. They Let's do it. They're out there, man. All right. So when we say this podcast is about interracial dating, are we... We're just literally, as per usual, having a discussion around our experiences dating interracially. Yes. And I think we've also got a lot <laughs> of questions for each other as well. Like, I'm interested to hear what... Actually, because it's... Me and Ruben don't really speak about this stuff that often, do we? Like, relationships. Well, I mean, as... I've been open. I've been open. Yeah, I mean, sex and relationships. I've been quite open in the past. And I think you're like, Ruben, why are you... We can't have this yeah. conversation. So I just <laughs> gave up. So you're going to be hearing some some first-time shit. <laughs> but you know what? This is a, just a personal journey I'm going on. Because I'm... <coughs> oh, as, as, um, as a heads up to everyone, Ruben and myself are recovering from COVID. So if you hear us cough, that's actually... Yeah us in full genuine recovery mode so apologies um, yeah in advanced recovering but we, we still have it you know yeah it's like it's the virus is still in our body so it's going to be a cough special <laughs> does the virus ever leave oh, that's a whole oh other topic I'm still, been, uh, I'm still been researching wanna... into this stuff i don't think anyone we, well we still don't have enough data <laughs> stay tuned huh <laughs> I feel oh like the fast show sketch. I don't know like the fast show guy. Where he's, oh, oh, oh yeah, the man just always coughing. All the time. Yeah. Um, oh, anyway, well. moving on. So we were, you were saying, moving on. we were talking about sharing, about uh, sharing stories and Aaron yeah. not wanting, not wanting. Yeah. To I'm just like, it. part of one of the reasons, again, I wanted to go to therapy was to unpack and explore my prudeness. So... Yeah, this should be an interesting... Oh, movie. that's an interesting word that you use. Who gave you that story about prudeness and yourself? Did you come up with that? Because it came from somewhere. No, I think um, I, I think <laughs> I explained it in the therapy episode. Um, talking okay. about why my wife's friends feel really comfortable and then I felt shit. There's certain things that I can't speak about. I'd love to be able to just move the needle a little bit so I can get yeah. a bit more comfortable. I don't know... Stuff. I tell, I confess something to you, and I tell you what: when I um, think of prude people, I always think they're prude for the most part, <laughs> but in their private lives, they're absolute. Rue is just you know got these I mean? one-dimensional kink, kink machine. 
sketch no, show I characters just have the in assumptions his head, that they're like kink machines. A badger in the, in the night or something. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think on a dealer, Aaron, I think on a dealer, Aaron's, you know, he's done a couple bits. No, that's what this I is think. the worst <laughs> episode to do the Zoom thing at the same time because we can't hide. <laughs> yeah so what Aaron means by that guys this is the first time Aaron's decided to get us on whereby so we can see each other's faces digitally for the first time as opposed to having this conversation and I adjust this conversation and I don't know if this is beneficial we'll or see not. anyway but so far I'll tell you what I've been <clears throat> looking at you guys faces instead of concentrating yeah, on what the, we're saying isn't it? on the topic at yeah. hand but yeah. I guess again this is part of the process of taking our um, audience with us we're just we just thought we would try something different. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Um, but yeah. let's get back to the topic. The topic was interracial relationships. Almas. Yeah. Let's start us off. Mate, <laughs> what what um, does it mean to you, Almas? Do you know what? Like, I don't think I ever really thought about it before. Like, as in, I never thought, like, oh, I'm in an interracial relationship. Like, it wasn't, like, a conscious thing. What? Um, telling us that? Like, I get that, like, I'm different from the other person or that person has a different culture, but I never thought of it as an actual, like, relationship label that, like, I wouldn't necessarily introduce a relationship like yeah. that. I'd be like, oh, like, here's, um, yes. here's John and he's from Antigua. Yeah. Like. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't a defining yeah thing about okay but but alma surely it was something that you can't not be aware of no i'm saying i'm aware of it of it but i think as in i'm aware that my partners and i might have like a different origin or heritage but i i'd never even like talking about it as a topic i'm walking into it going like oh yeah i've actually like never had a conversation about interracial relationships per se does that make sense as yeah, a wider yeah, yeah. topic mm. um i know that when i was well i've i've never kissed an asian person you sell out ever. That's, that's, what is this <laughs> that, that's me as well there oh, man. and oh really is it <laughs> oh my god well, other than really? my family. i haven't even kissed an asian woman <laughs> you haven't kissed an asian woman bar mum <laughs> or, or oh, shanti Oh, Shani. Oh, my gosh. And, all and when we say that, we're talking about family eyes. kisses, you know, cheek kisses. Yeah, and kisses. we're talking, exactly, and just talking yeah, clarity is very key here. Cheek. <laughs> cheek here. Yeah, I know, like, tonsil exchange, obviously. <laughs> but that's mad, you know. Okay, fair play. So it's only uh, me. Earlier, when I started, it's huh? only me in this in this conversation that has had any interaction with think we're currently getting judged so much? Partner. By our audience. Oh, yeah, we're getting judged right now. Of course they are, man. Sorry, guys. Actually, I'm not going to apologize to anyone. This, we just, you know what I mean? Unpacking our truths here. I hope you're still with us. <laughs> That's interesting. I didn't know that, Aaron. Really? Okay. I okay. think that, I think that um, when I first started to really interrogate it, one of the questions that came up for me was, like, that why? Why haven't you dated mm. a South, South Asian person? And... Um, is it rooted in any any form of internal like hate for yourself? Yeah. Like as in, you know, like just not finding Asian people attractive, not finding your own Asianness attractive. That that conversation in my mind definitely happened while I was on my journey. Did ha, has those things changed for you? Like, what did you find yourself looking back from where you are now and go, okay, cool. At that point, that may have been the case. Um, Do you know what it is? Yeah, because I've got. I've, I'm going to try and be as honest as possible with it. So, yeah. Let, fit, sorry. Do you finish, Elmas, and then I'll jump back in. Um, I think it's a mixture of things. First of all, I don't discriminate in it. So, <laughs> anyone from anywhere, <laughs> that is cool. Um, so, that's where I'm at right now. Like, it doesn't, it, yeah, it doesn't bother me. When, at the time, the reason why I was interrogating it is because I had never thought about who I was dating and why up until that point. Mm. When I started to interrogate it, I was like, oh, actually, I'm not sure if it's... Rooted, I'm not sure if it's rooted in self-hate, mm. but I definitely feel, generally feel a distance to my Asian-ness, which was kind of around the time when I started to be a bit more actively curious and then work over, you know, the things in your head, like growing up, it wasn't, it wasn't celebrated to be South Asian. Yeah. And so... Mm -hmm. It was just South Asianness as a package was like locked up yeah. and like put somewhere. 
yeah. I remember once time ago, Ruben even asked me to do an Indian accent, and I was like, no. Nah. <laughs> well, you it didn't even want to do it. Yeah. Wow. So I feel like I don't really know the exact answer. I couldn't tell yeah. you like it's definitely rooted in self hate, but I definitely feel like there was a distance. There's a distance from it. there. Yeah. What about you, Ruben? You you being the only person that has dated someone from a South yeah. Asian culture. I mean, I, I'm quite proud, man. I've been out on these streets, actively <laughs> pursuing all all curiosities, oh, creatively, you've been out on these you know, sexually. You actually haven't. You can't Recovering. This guy. Yeah, I mean, for the last 15 days, I've been out on no streets, mate. Um, yeah, so I tell you, so my story on the come up is, as both of you probably know, I'm not sure if Almas knows, but my first ever actual girlfriend which included sexual experience was actually a south asian girl she was malayali um but that process like as in getting into that relationship and navigating it was really really interesting because i grew up in stratford very multicultural <coughs> sorry for the most part i'm rolling with black people i've said this before in an episode so they were my tribe right um but i fancied this girl and I didn't want to tell anyone. Fast forward a couple of weeks, the boys kept asking me, it's the, fir we've, it's the first year of sixth form, you must fancy a girl. Everyone fancies someone. Who is it? Didn't want to say anything. Yeah. So to our international audience, that how old are you, Ruben, at this time? You're 17, 16, aren't you? 17, 18. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 17-ish, yeah. Because okay. yeah. um, I moved from an all-boys school. So this is the first time we're mixed up with girls now. Um and so my boys kept asking me, asking me, asking me. They finally got it out of me. I had, didn't have the courage to go up to her. So they went up to her and told her that this Reuben guy fancies you. And the first <laughs> thing, and the feedback I got from my friend, she was like, oh, she thinks you're a nice person, but you're a bit skinny and a bit dark. Oh. I think. If wait, she, wait, she said, this is going to be so tricky for me to not say names in this, but I'm going to try my best. Yeah, bit. yeah, yeah. No, but, but this person said that. Yeah. Because I know this person isn't, well, she's is a no, fairly she, similar no, complexion. No, 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 no. She's fairer. She's, no? No, she's fairer, oh, man. That was a long time ago. Is she yeah, she's, me? Have to do some, have to do some she's, Facebook She's probably a little bit, a couple shades darker than Almas. Almas, okay. Um, But anyway, from then, so anyway, fast forward, I ended up with her, but... <clears throat> After I broke up with her, the women that found me attractive and that vocalized that and made me feel desirable, sexy and wanted were black women. Mm. So those were the feelings I yeah. got when navigating in spaces with black women. Mm. And so what yeah. happened is I just started... You lean into that. Yeah, in yeah way, you I lean guess. into yeah. that. And I started dating yeah. um, a lot more black women than I did Asian women. And also at the time... Word on street is that within the Asian community, if you're dark, you're not attractive, right? It's it's the light, it's mm. the light skin that's attractive. Whereas now I step over into this black world, I am now yeah. exotic. You're adopted. I'm exotic. Yeah. And I He's guess it was exotic. a point of difference as well though, right? <laughs> Say what Ruben? Was it like I said it, it it kind of distinguished yourself as well. So if that was your tribe and that was your community, these are the spaces that you were yeah. Yeah. socially yeah, yeah, yeah. active Those were my in, bubbles, yeah. Then there's an element of, like, your family in that space, but you're also kind of different. Yeah. Or do you use the word exotic? Yeah, they said exo so, exotic. And yeah. also it was a cultural <clears throat> thing. Just my cultural influences, the, the, the way I would talk, how I would dress, the music I would listen to, the conversations oh, really? I would have. Yeah, I couldn't... The Asian circles, when I was growing up, we're having different conversations and all the isms were different and it, mm. it, it just didn't yeah. harmonize, you know? So I, I stuck with different circles. What about but, you, Aaron? Um, Interesting. Yes, Aaron, um, come on. What's the question again? <laughs> and then, um, it's going to be so many deflections. Yeah, what's, what's it? Man's trying to... You came up with the idea for this <laughs> episode, said, Aaron. You, said, yeah. you haven't... Um, <laughs> You have not. I haven't dated. Dated, yeah. Uh, you haven't within my race. Within your race. <clears throat> yeah, I think so. It was similar. <laughs> no, no question. That was to not, Ruben's. That was no, so, no, it's, it's, it's similar to Ruben's question. <laughs> <clears throat> Sorry. <clears throat> um, Ruben's answer because I went to the same school as Ruben, grew up in the same areas as Ruben, around the same time. So, knew him 
kind of late 90s, early 2000s. At that point, I think it was probably because uh, my mum worked for the NHS and in the in GPs, and I think she was saying it was probably in the top three most diverse boroughs in the whole of the UK. That probably has changed now, but that gives you a context of how diverse it was. And again, I think <clears throat> my circle of friends were predominantly African and West Indian, so from the black community. So yeah, again, I felt adopted by that tribe. And yeah, it was similar. I went to same sixth form um, and the Asian community in our school, we went to an all boys school called St. Bonds. At the time, yeah, there was um, the things that I were <clears throat> I was interested in um, were basketball, hip hop, um, R and B. So all of these subcultures were predominantly black subcultures, right? So my core group of friends. I do say that because I do have a lot of Southeast Asian friends, so Filipino and Chinese and Asian as well. Um, but yeah, the, I would say the South Asian community was. I don't know. They just were very, they kept themselves to themselves. They basically played cricket a lot of the time, which we didn't vibe with. <laughs> I tried. It just and didn't work. Their music ch tastes were just really different. So I think that influenced me. And then as I kind of stayed within that circle, um, the social gatherings and stuff that, that we went to, we just ended up seeing more black people. Yeah. So I, 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 again, and yeah i just got the same love as well so yeah. and again it's like when you're at a stage and at an age where you're kind of forming your identity you're moving towards things that you're, you're not really i don't know you you're not taking too many risks so you're going to go towards your comfort zone and if you're getting shown love and you feel that makes you feel confident then like i said using that same word you kind of lean into that so um yeah that's that's why at that point i'd never dated asian girls i didn't get the thing from ruben where i got the oh you're too dark thing though from what um your ex said um i don't think i ever felt that either like a negative gaze for for from being a dark south asian but i've just never yeah that's that's yeah i've just never felt with me yeah i mean i've just never felt and this is probably wrong right but i've just never felt um that white women or asian women fancied me because i never got the signals and it never got communicated whereas it got explicitly communicated from black women so I then those are the stories the i started yeah and those are the stories that unconsciously or consciously i keep telling myself yeah. that's the narrative i move around with you know but i reckon but then it kind was... of it's a self-fulfilling prophecy as well though rube isn't it Sorry to jump in because it's like yeah. you then start no, exactly. staying in the spaces because obviously yeah. as I've grown up and I tra I was really lucky to travel and stuff, you kind of start being a butterfly and, and float in different spaces. And then as I've got older, like during my brief period where I was single, I did realize <laughs> or start to feel that I was attracting different um, cultures or felt I was attractive for other women that weren't just from one background. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that could be totally wrong. No, 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 you're, <laughs> you're so right. It's like only now, as I navigate different circles, can I start to feel that, you know, and see it more. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, Almas, you were saying. <clears throat> um, I was going to ask Aaron a question, but I forgot. Yeah, go, go well, on. <laughs> I, I resonate a lot. I, no, I can't remember the question. It all come to me, I think. I resonate a lot yeah. with both of what you're saying. I think that up until recently, actually, anyone that is not black has also not been, not they don't actively move to me. Like, I don't, white people don't speak to me, South Asian people don't speak to me. I think a lot of the time, too. Really? Yeah. I would have thought that would have changed now, though. Like, because I'm just, you know, I just feel. I mean, there's just more openness. Into it, like, people don't really move to me anyway. Like, it's not. Um, That's the Almas, get out of here, Bridget. No. Yeah, I know. Don't do you know play what? that do you know, card, no. I, Do you know <laughs> how many people's hit list you're on? And sorry to use the word hit list, but this is how oh, some Ruben. people. But listen, man. There's people out here that's feeling you, Almas. Come on, about no one moves to me. I've yeah, seen your pictures on the gram. <laughs> people feeling you is different to people moving to you. People moving to you is also like, sorry, I should be more specific. Like, someone like about a month ago, you actually asked me out on a date. And it was actually the first time that someone's asked me out on a date, like straight up. Like, 
Mm-hmm. Usually it's like quite passive comments. And also this is really not an invitation for people to start moving to me. So please. Like, <laughs> <laughs> my DMs are not open like that. I was getting paranoid. <laughs> like, yeah. Just bare aubergines but, coming like, in. You when, <laughs> but, when I, <laughs> but when I was growing up, I remember going to um, Yo-Yo's in Notting Hill with one of my mates, yeah? And she was like, oh, like, how come like so many of your exes are black? And I was like, do you know what? I don't really know the answer, but we're going to go out tonight and let's look at who actively comes and talks to me. And yeah. it was all mm. black guys. Um, also, I grew but up... But then in, are you in a space? School. Yeah, I went to a Christian school. Was that, that was... space all black though? Huh? Almas. So you see when you said when you've done that experiment and to see let's who Well, yeah, I said yo-yos. Is that a diverse space though? It, I said yo-yos because it was a mixture of like people from like Camden okay. and Ends and stuff, but then also yeah, 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 it's yeah, in yeah. Portobello, isn't it? So it's like a mixture of yeah, kind of people, yeah. West London. Yeah, um, diverse, yeah. But also in school, like my school, my friends were all from, my, a, lot, a lot of my, the people that I hang out with, my year was 50-50 black and white. And then there was five South Asian people or people that were not black and white in the school, just five. And I was one of them. So there was four people other than yeah. me. Everyone else was black and white. And then my friends were a mixture of people. I was always a butterfly, but the people I really chilled with were either African or from the Caribbean. And mm. so similar to you guys, like that's who I was socialising with. So when I said my first thing, which was I never really thought about race and interracial dating it was because I was always the different person and when you are the different person that I was the Asian person and everyone else was black so from my lens I'm like oh everyone here is like my friends and we are operating the same space until I started to embrace my Indianness and realize that oh Almas you are Indian which makes this relationship an interracial Mm. relationship yeah like that's when that awareness started to build um Yeah. And you also understand like the importance of being involved in other people's culture as you get older. So I'm a bit more hyper aware of it's not even just black, is it? It's what <laughs> where, what kind of black are you? Like what what does that even mean? But um, um yeah. I definitely remember like it being a massive thing in my family and Asian community that I was dating um people that were black. I also um yeah. like one of my, yeah, just someone in my family also was really rude about it. Um and really like uh, I don't know if derogatory is like the right word, but it's just like, yeah. yeah, it was just not nice. And then I was like, well, fuck you. If that's your, if that's how you feel, I don't really subscribe to that anyway. That's also why I didn't hang around with a lot of Asian people in uni because I felt like they were operating on like a hierarchy that they were above black people. And mm. all of that combined also shaped <clears throat> who I wanted to be around with and who was something that resonated with me with me when you said this, Ruben, was. You went where like you had love and people made you feel good, and I feel yeah. like you should always go no matter where, no matter what or where or how, to where love lives for you and where you are yep. accepted. And I felt like That's I was it. definitely embraced by all of my friends that were black. Yeah, it's interesting. How was um, Ruben? Go on, Aaron. Go on, sorry. All right. So my no, I just thought Almas made a good point about um family because that's exactly where I was going to segue into this, as well. Yeah, when I was thinking about this episode, I was thinking. Did we, because <clears throat> my first relationship, and it was a long-term relationship, was with a West Indian um, girl. And I think, obviously, I was more comfortable making that decision because Ruben had dated yeah. black women I, before and Ruben being the I took all the family. stress, you know, pioneering yeah. all but it was also, you, <laughs> I, I was going to ask Ruben, do you think because we weren't physically located in an area where there was a lot of Asian people, that there was less pressure. So looking back, again, referring back to school, most of the South Asian people were based in East Ham or Ilford. And obviously, because there's such a big community, you've got the extended family and friends of family. And so if, you know, if you're going to date someone, everyone's going to kind of know where me and Ruben were kind of just, we're in Stratford. So do you think that affected our decision-making or did you feel pressure from mum and dad? Um Mum and dad, our parents are jokers. I am pushing 40 and still haven't had the birds and bees conversation with these guys. Yeah? <laughs> They've avoided it fully for whatever reason. So there was... My mum's a nurse that gives sexual advice as well. Yeah, no, exactly. Well, the irony. The bloody irony. <laughs> um, 
they never felt comfortable opening dialogue around relationships and sex. Yeah, the only same. time, and I remember I tried to have this conversation with my dad about girl, oh God, about girl, about I girlfriends. I don't know why we would have done this. Around, <laughs> about girlfriends, not even sex, just girlfriends. And he said, the reason I don't say anything is because until you tell me you're going to marry someone, everything is void. Mm. So then he shut it down like that. And I remember my first... My first girlfriend, which is the Malayali girl, right? I would say, look, I'm in love with some with someone, with this girl. And they would never say, or they'd say, okay, interesting, that's nice. How's your friend? How's your friend? They'd never say girlfriend. Oh, yeah, my mom oh, yes. oh, yeah. Well. How's your friend? Yeah. And then... <clears throat> she would say that with, with my... Yeah, exactly, girl, right? right? Exactly. Yeah. And here's the interesting thing. <clears throat> I then split up with the Malayali girl. I'm single for a little while. And I get with a West Indian girl. Then I tell my mum, oh, I've got a new girlfriend who's West Indian. And, there's, and they said, How's, but where's your old girlfriend? Uh, oh. I said, is it? Oh, you better. And, and I got so pissed off. How did that make you feel when they were saying friend? When they, it really upset me, you know, Almas. It was like they didn't t- take my feelings seriously or they didn't want to accept or connect with this person that I really cared for and loved deeply. And it really did piss me off, honestly. I remember the feelings. They were live feelings, man. It ran deep at the time. That's so funny. For me, I just took it as our parents (coughs) just being so awkward around those, just being parents, just having this kind of distance. Nah, man. But if you speak to a lot, like I speak to a lot of my white friends, they were like, we had the sex conversation with our parents on the come up early. So we could navigate Mm. these conversations. Us lot. But I didn't get that. So a lot of my friends that were like Filipino and Asian as well and West Indian black, I think anyone, yeah. All it, uh, they had similar experiences <laughs> to us. I, I think their parents would just dash it out the window, eh? Yeah. They ain't accepting a conversation. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was just from our white friends that it mm. felt different. Did you guys ever have the full YP bus? The what? Oh, the my what? days. At school, yeah. So the question... The what? <laughs> <laughs> so you know you're chatting about how your parents didn't speak to you about stuff. I'm thinking, yeah, I didn't have like anyone really sit down and talk to me about safety about feelings about emotions but we did have this thing called the four that number y letter and p four young people four yp bus yeah that's in here with all of the sex brochures and free condoms so oh it's like pse like yap or something like that that? is that another organization physical what is it no social sexual education no physical sexual education anyway my mom my mom took me out of that as a governor what Try, try to get me out of the actual lessons to learn oh, because of sex. Catholicism yeah because of she's Catholic so we can't even learn about sex oh what a re- anyway d- yeah but I, found I mean all it, of that information from there and I didn't have any of them conversations with my mum and she I think was probably really scared I think she probably didn't want to believe that I was having sex I think um it was really bad I even when I think back to it I was thinking I was like 16 17 18 and I was going and getting like the, you know the implant in your arm and things mm. like this and like being put on like um or like taking the pills and you know when you just think like at 16 you shouldn't be like doing all of that stuff to your body like taking injections so you don't get pregnant and your parents don't know but they don't need to know and because you're over 16 mm. now but really you're still a child and then once this asian man yeah saw me <laughs> in the sex clinic and then he was my mom's friend and told him that i was in the sex clinic what a dickhead. Oh, that's it. They Wait, think, what the fuck's he doing Exactly. There? That's you what I man's got syphilis on his This foot. guy, he's there. The, the first thought is his head. It's the GU. Oh, that pisses me off so much. That pisses me off so much. Ruben's just thinking of like old, um, <laughs> old Bollywood Indian. No, right? it's just like... Just, He's thinking when, of when, ones, when I was... Wife beat, no, Aaron, listen, man. When I was with my first girlfriend, the Malayali girl... One day we were in East, like we had to hide from her mum because you're not allowed to have a relationship. And we were in a park in East Ham and she sent a spy, an auntie, and this is no word of a lie, who hid in a bush. She hid in a no. bush. And I was like, wait a minute, look, the bush is shaking. What's that? And then we just thought, oh, maybe it's just like a stray dog or something. One piece of auntie's head popped through the bush like a cartoon. No, and then yeah, and then we couldn't speak to, and then the auntie went and told the mum. So I don't know if the auntie saw us me, then hid in a bush. Remind, I don't know. Mum took away my phone. That reminds me of the f- 
the forbidden love meeting places in Westfield. Oh man, see all Aaron, the forbidden Asian forbidden love got, meetings at the back this? end of Westfield near John Lewis. Listen, I'm <laughs> telling you, we, right in the corner. The fuck, all of them are doing the same thing. Dickhead. I know. Come we, on, man. We gotta release that it video. It takes one auntie to stake that out, and then there's ruined yeah. relationships. Finish. I watched so them. Made... Yeah, go on. No, we made a um, and we haven't finished. We made a comedy sketch. No, it's never gonna finish. <laughs> we, we might never finish this, but I really hope we do finish it. It's something I wrote called "Tips for Undercover Asian Lovers," <laughs> um, and we got Almas's mum in it. We wrote it and we filmed. We oh, filmed like eighty yeah. percent of it, and we got Mim Shake from BBC. He was playing the lead, and my sister was the was another actress in it. I still think it's a good thing, and we need to release it sooner. Yeah. Or later. Get get our audience if they t- tell them to DM us if they want us to release it, and we'll put it. Up. Yeah, if you can want you us to make up, that, let us know. Can you put up a, um, a ten second clip on on the gram so we can see? Maybe you know, might yeah. be able to do it. But like, if you want, yeah, more, I've got it. I, f- I think I got it on the on one of these. I haven't drives. seen it. What was? What did oh, you get my mum to do? Oh, your mum was too funny. We got this poor woman like God, hiding in bushes and spying. Burst. She was the 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 uh, the bush auntie. Yeah, she was no. the bush auntie. She, she was the mum that everyone's running from. So she was so good she at was acting. It. So jokes like that. She was like that. Yeah, <laughs> Almas, your mum's so sick. Also, go, going back to interracial dating, yeah. Um, and this might be controversial, but when I was growing up, with in the playground, the stupid playground conversations, ignorant racist conversations that were floating around my playground got into my head. And so oh there was this God, there was this conversation say? going around that with women and their vaginas, he said, women's pussy tastes like what they eat. <laughs> oh, wait, how and, and, all right, so listen, I, got, I think early primary school. So small, little oh, me was primary school. Yeah, li- okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is ju- or year eight or something, you know. And like, I'm a Catholic boy. I just go Cub Scouts, oh. play basketball. I don't know anything about sex. I may have seen a page free areola and didn't even want to look at the nipple because I'll go to hell. <laughs> Whatever was going through my head. <laughs> And then they were saying yeah, like, Ruben's figured a full doll or something like that. <laughs> and I remember thinking like with white women, like I didn't even veer towards moving to white women for so long because I thought that their pussy, <laughs> p- pussy tastes like egg and chips. No, stop it. No, seriously. So there's, the pussy tastes like egg and chips. So I, I'd had, and then the thing is I'll have these conversations as a young innocent person oh. with some of my boys and they're like, yeah, bruv. These guys are chatting shit. They're like, yeah, bruv, I've had to trust me, bruv. So it's like beans. Tastes like like beans. And I was like, what the fuck? Is this real? And they said, yeah, bruv. And I I didn't question it for so long. What what other things going around then? Pounded yam and that, bruv. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Fuffle pool, man. Dark pool. I don't know. It's ridiculous. But this is, and these are the stupid things I had in my head. And I didn't question for ages. It's so Do you dumb. think that you so that scarred like, you? I like you, egg and chips now. <laughs> I like full English is quite nice. I can't deal with <laughs> you. <laughs> moving on, moving on, moving on. Sorry, any aunties. That, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, guys. Oh Come on, rain it in. Sorry, Aaron. Sorry. Aaron, you are married and you are married to your wife, obviously. Um, and where does she come from? Uh, so Iman is French Algerian. That's her heritage. So she was born in. Oh, God, this is terrible. I think she was born in Paris mm-hmm. and then lived between Algeria, France, Mauritius as well. Where is so, Algeria? Yeah, she, she's, I guess you would say she's North African and North African Arabic background. Okay, I'm with you. And like, on appearance, <clears throat> like you would, you might like look at the both of you and think, oh, you're, you might be from like a similar region. Do you, would you agree? We, no, I don't know. I, I, th- I don't know. With... My next question was going to be, what is it like to like be in, in an yeah to date and be in a relationship yeah. with? Yeah, because I guess in previously to that, I was in relationships with yeah West Indians, and I think I being in London though, I wasn't really exposed to Arab culture that much. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think 
when I started to date Iman, and I think, to be honest, I think originally, because she was raised uh, Muslim, I was raised Catholic. So I think rather than the culture, the religion thing was probably more of a, um, more of a, a, a area of her identity that I was really learning more about rather than her Arabness. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I like I've I've heard. I hate using that term now. Like, I don't see race because you can't not see race. Yeah. But I think there's kind of something in that. I, I don't know how to articulate it, but with me and her, it's yeah. There's there's a there's a connection where I just I don't know. We see each other's soul without sounding overly wanky about it. Like first and foremost, yeah. Um, but then, yeah, I think the the, the part I, I was like, we always speak about our culture, right? And like, really, I'm super inquisitive about it. So if there's something I don't know, then, um, yeah, I'm always trying to dig, dig deep and figure out like what makes a tick and always try to ask her a little bit more about her history and her culture and stuff like that. Um, but it just doesn't feel, I don't know, like, I think maybe, maybe what I'm trying to say is as two people of color, we feel more connected than disconnected. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think that's something to explore because like, um, it will be, you know, <clears throat> I'd be interested to speak to South Asians that date Westerners and how they feel. Like, I'm sure that's a very different because whenever I do speak to South Asians that are in, you know, marriages and relationships where their partners like a Westerner, it definitely, like I definitely feel there's this difference. Mm. There's this like, otherness and not in a bad way but it's just i think there's more when you say Western, there's more you know education what? yeah basically i think there's there's more like it's harder for them to to understand whereas even though we're not the same race because we we have i don't know identities of being a person of color mm -hmm. that that's a huge connector in a way yeah I, I, I think I, I do I do hear you I think I'm if I look though at immediately at my family around me we've got my mum my mum's partner is called Pedro and he's from Portugal but he appears white he's like white passing and then mm. my cousin my cousin's fiance is white Scottish you know so interestingly all of the my cousins at the moment that I've got married of all or are with people are all actually in interracial mm. relationships aside from one cousin. Um, okay. And Susan, who is Scottish, like from what I can see, she's like so involved in our culture that it's, I feel it looks like and it feels like it's not a thing. So she's like, all right, cool. Okay. What would yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, your parents want to get married or to want like, in terms of how to get married? Or she's like learning how to make curries and stuff. I feel like she is mm. she's into it and but I I definitely feel like some sometimes I feel reserved to enter a relationship with someone who is white because generally speaking like I mean about four four months ago you had a bunch of white people trying and we are racist you know what I mean in fucking London and so like if that's the kind of climate I'm around all the time then I'm actively mm. trying to work against that because that's the point that that's the discomfort that I'm always operating in. So mm. I don't necessarily feel safe around lots of group of groups of white people. Like I live near the stadium. So when I've seen loads of like white men, I'm like, oh my God, what's going to happen? So I've got that block, but yeah. so I tend to gravitate more towards people of color anyway. We've yeah. got so many overlaps, like in culture, in curry, in curry, <clears> you know, yeah. well, in food, in dress. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> There was, it in house, there was a point actually when you're saying that that made me reminded me I was like hyper hyper aware um, when I was dating Iman that she's um, of a lighter complexion than me because my previous relationship was with um, someone that was Grenadian and she was sim like very similar skin complexion to me maybe darker Ruben I don't know yeah I'd say but, a little um, bit darker <clears throat> yeah and I think you know, I don't know. There was definitely, I think we unpacked it in the Black Lives Matter stuff at some point, but there was a lot of like, there was a lot of kind of like racism from our own community. Even I think when we went to Malaysia one time, I just got like some odd comments and stuff like that. So, yeah. um, 
And then you always have this thing in the back of your mind thinking like, oh, well, I did anyway. It's like I'm a sellout if I date someone. Then, you know, the next person that I date is someone fair, basically. So that like, I don't know. I've never really ever spoken about this, but it was definitely playing on my head thinking, would people judge me? And it's not that I saw Iman for her skin complexion. Because there's stuff that I won't talk about that <laughs> on the pod, but Ruben would know there's probably other issues when we were first dating that were probably that were more fearful when I was first um, getting into that relationship. But yeah, I guess um, that was something that played on my head a little bit. Mm, Ruben, would you um, now being the age you are and having all the different experiences, would you say that you're more open to dating outside of a person of color <clears throat> good question man um clear answer is yes i think i'm at a point now where i've done enough work to expand some of my mind and you know it challenged my my biases and some of my initial assumptions and judgments to realize that how can i put it just external aesthetics are just external aesthetics right um mm. so to me it's now if i am able to connect culturally and that per and, like and a, you use the term spirit before, yeah so so it's like someone's spirit. spirit of the spirit right so that's of mm, the culture of the spirit um what someone's essence is like is really yeah. the main factor I think I'm looking for Driver. or that will just yeah. work anyway in terms of a compatible yeah. connection. But I would still yeah. be lying if I said I didn't have an unconscious aesthetic preference. So if I went out yeah, and I was looking around, there's loads of different women there. I already know for the most part who I'd be attracted to. So for for, let's say... But and usually it's a race? woman of color. Yeah, usually it's a woman of color. Usually. Okay. Yeah, but um, I'm, I'm trying to see if I'm able to challenge that. I wonder if I can change that initial perception over time. Because Do I think... think also, also down to... Sorry, Ruben, go ahead. No, go on. No, no, finish, finish, for sure. I, I, I can ask a question after. Yeah, no, I, I just want to challenge it because I think it, it just kind of keeps me limited. And if I could naturally be drawn automatically to different types of women, I think it would just make life a lot more interesting. Obviously, colourful without, yeah. without, you know what I mean, dropping a bait pun. But <clears throat> why is Aaron laughing? But I was going to say, do you think it's down to um, um, not nature and nurture, but your environment as well? <coughs> so say, for example, 100%. if... Yeah, if you were know, born like in Essex, you had a job in yeah. Denmark or something, and you moved out there for a year, you would then start. Yep. No, I would not say start being attracted to white Danish women, but because you're constantly exposed, then yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, totally. so I almost just left. <laughs> yeah, and I've, she just. I almost just off left, and she's doing a. I don't know. Just oh throwing out garbage. Out for. It's how boring your conversation was, Ruben. Really. Well, man, this is this is, this is just my life. Left. This is just my <laughs> life. Oh, man. A potential wife talk here, man. Girl just left and took out the rubbish. <laughs> no, no, listen, we were meant to obviously wrap up the podcast recording at five. Oh, shit. Shit, shit, shit. Come, so I've just let her in. So I've just, oh, I've my just days. Downstairs, come oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm just baiting up our mess. <laughs> no, it's um, cool. It's cool. All right. So, did you go? Was there any things that you wanted to wrap on? Because, yeah, we were meant to finish. Yeah, I think now. we're on 50, I, 50 minutes. Yeah, I think a lot of our listeners, being millennials and potentially Gen Z, have grown up in a very different world. It's a lot more connected. There's a lot less boundaries, I feel, and there's a lot more respect across all boards, um, which I think is a beautiful thing, right? So I can imagine there's a lot more, or I'm seeing anyway, from my vantage point, a lot more interracial relationships. Um, but I do mm. wonder if first generation and old school parents are still clashing. Um, and if that is yeah. the case, what I'd probably conclude with is um, having open, honest conversations 
to help people understand our differences is probably a progressive way forward, you know, because I personally think if we're strictly trying to date within cultures and I understand people um, do this, right? I, I know that and I respect that, yeah, stuff, but yeah. a part of me yeah. sometimes can feel that might be regressive, but that's just my own take. Mm. And so it's, it was, it's always nice to open conversation so that everyone can understand that at the end of the day, we're human beings and that's yeah. probably all that matters. Anyway, that's probably... That's a, that's a good point. I think um, this is only very specific within one culture, but I think leading on to that point, Rubes, there's, I think I found a shout out to these guys that have a page. I think it's called The Blindian Project. Yeah. <laughs> I think we follow them and, and it's like, I think it's just showcasing and celebrating uh, couples that are um, from Indian and black backgrounds mm. so um yeah i saw that and i thought that was yeah it was special it's just like you don't see that that much and people that are you know that have that shared identity coming together and sharing their experiences and and putting it out um so yeah i think um for me for last thoughts um i'd say that like with my family we've come like leaps and bounds um in understanding and just embracing different cultures and stuff I think like a lot of it is active work as well. Like, so my brother got married earlier this year to Lutu, who's from Sierra Leone. And actually like, there was such like big displays of both sides of a culture that it was really nice to like feel and see mm. that um, that celebration happen. And for my mum and my mum and Lutu's mum to like come together was optic. Like we came in and all yeah. of Lutu's side of the family were all in Indian clothes. And then there was this point in the night in which everyone like switched around. And it was just so nice to see like, well, actually we can both coexist. Um, yeah. so, it wasn't one displacing another. It was just an yeah, equal celebration. It, from Well, from what I saw, it looked amazing. It was it was awesome. Um, I think that as I've continued to like date in date outside of my race, um, as, as I've gotten older, potential partners have, have asked what my intention is and what my relation to dating outside of my race is and I, and I actually feel like it's a really good like conversation to continue to have with yourself mm. to actually think what is my what is my relation here like I don't my first thing was like oh my gosh like do I hate myself then I was like oh is this a fetish then I was like you know all of the things that like people say mm. on the bad flip side I was like well let me go through this and actually check like what my intention is and um yeah like I think I think as long as you're continuing to do that and move with understanding yourself and your preference, then then it hopefully helps the other person become more comfortable. And I, essentially, that's what relationships are about, isn't it? It's like exchanging and learning. Um, mm. And so yeah. I don't know what, who, like, if, if, I, if I ever have children or if I ever end up getting married and stuff, I have no idea, like, or preference to say, like, who that would be. But that's, that's quite an exciting yeah. like, prospect, isn't it? Mm. yeah i think it's, it's exciting is definitely the word i think because there's just newness to explore yeah dope. and be excited about dope. yeah man and i and i guess i should cool. never release my do you remember i made a tune <laughs> interracial dating did you guys ever hear it no but i, I brought to. A, <laughs> you know, i brought a couple of people around to my house and I, it, no I, it's a comedy tune i brought a couple of people around to my house and i played it and they all said ruben man we love you so much please don't ever release this <gasps> oh my <Yeah>. god <laughs> yeah so i don't think i'll be I, I don't think i'll be putting that out but it was um it's it's heavy heavily stereotyped and now looking back at it i was like ah oh, it's just stupid humor but uh just to let you know that i probably won't ever release that <laughs> <laughs> and if you're dating out there whoever you're dating just be respectful. Love is love. And uh, what was Almas's famous quote? Um, consent is sexy. Is it that? Consent is sexy. It that is, is sexy. Yeah, that was the one. That's <laughs> the right. most important. <laughs> All right. See you guys later. Later. All right. Peace. What is this behavior? Okay, I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Now, I said at the beginning that I have a gift for you guys in my outro. Well, I lied. I've got two gifts for you. Just a disclaimer, yeah, it's Ruben speaking. 
Aaron and Almas do not have a clue that I'm doing this bullshit because they've let me edit this episode. So I don't know if they're going to co-sign this, but I'm willing to risk our relationship. Now, I mentioned that I made a terrible song called Interracial Dating that I'll never play out to the world, but I'm going to do it. Here's a clip from interracial dating right now the setup is this <laughs> imagine a speed dating scene you go into a room it's speed dating and everyone is facing each other and they're all different races i'm only going to play you the verse from the indian man why the indian man is speed dating and he's in front of a white woman this is what he was saying Oh, I never want to datings. I just cross my legs and waitings and I'm hoping to eloping and I'm praying for the girlings. I just want a whitish girl to make a child lighter than me. To please my father's friends and to stay inside the UK. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's him. That's his character. He just wants to be in the UK, to be honest. He doesn't actually want love. He's just trying to please his dad. Um, and also, here's a clip, and Aaron don't know this one. So we made um, a short sketch entitled Tips for Undercover Asian Lovers. And I roped Almas's mum in to play the main mum. But she hasn't even heard this either. But what I've done in my spare time is turn it into a music track in order to make a music video. Here's the intro. And the setup is this. Again, it's a young Asian man who is hiding his girlfriend, he can't take it anymore and he's gone to the therapy office and he's sat down with a therapist to unpack the bullshit he has to go through. <laughs> Here we go. Hello, Mr. Cardi, silly foot. How can I help you? Well, basically, I love my girlfriend, but my whole family hate her, but I want to keep loving her, what do I do? Tips for undercover Asian loves creeping around Tips for undercover Asian loves never be found You got a little oil with the song Tips for undercover Asian loves creeping around Tips for undercover Asian loves never be found You got a little oil with the song Tell me more In my mobile phone, my girl said that's your room so when a ring on cover is blown Jello, that's awful, I'm so sorry Tell me more And when we go to meet, it's never on the street It's Westfield's car park beat God Tell me more And on a dinner date, just to get safe We bring books like it's a study day And pay our white friend simply sit and be a white friend yeah pay a white friend just to simply sit and be a white friend so that if your parents came through and saw you you can't be on a date because your white friends there must be a study session so yeah listen yeah i i've always wanted to get that made into a music video or a short sketch but aaron's just so busy with jobs that are actually paying him money if we all get together and say aaron let's make this i think aaron We'll make it and then we'll get Almas in there as creative director. That'll be amazing. Do you want to see that? I hope you do. If you don't, also let us know and we could just get on with the podcast. But um, I hope you've been uh, enjoying this episode. Whatever or whoever you want us to speak to, please let us know. You can find us on Instagram. It's instagram.com forward slash at what is this behavior podcast. And you can find us on all good podcasting platforms. Um, you can DM us on Insta. If you want to chat, we're here. Until next week, take care of yourself. Oh, and don't forget, tips for undercover Asian loves to never be found. <laughs> what is this behavior? Do you want it? You're dying for it!